Season 3, Episode 101. Yes, so that would make next week the last week in the season before we begin Season 4. i got to keep everything straight. Podcast started on an August 20th. So, yes, starting next week with Episode 102 and Episode 103. Those will be the last two episodes in the season. Then we begin, begin season four with, man, can you imagine three seasons of stupidity? Just imagine the stupidity that we missed, you know? Well, we try to get as much as we possibly can. And I'm back from my main vacation. Got my insane Florida nephew who is helping me fish for stupidity. Okay, he's too stupid to talk and too ugly to eat. Given a piece of his mind to so many people, it's a wonder there's a mind left. It's Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World. The stupid stories you're about to hear are true, and none of the names have been changed because we've all done something stupid. I'm Insane Eric Lane, and welcome to my stupid world. Yes, it's the weekend edition, of course, one of the two episodes that are dropped on this podcast channel every week. And if you're a first-time listener, congratulations. You are a brave soul to face stupidity. Eyeball to eyeball. That's right. And go ahead and subscribe. That way you can get the bonus feed that comes out midweek on Wednesday with the uh, Insane Weekend Review, the Genius Awards, and, um, you know, extra stupidity. Uh, so that's coming up in addition to this. And um, when you also subscribe, go on ahead and hit that download button also because... If you download the podcast, see, you can listen buffer free in case you, you know, happen to be in inadequate coverage for internet or cell service on your podcast player, you see. So, and, and of course, you're going to want to share the stupidity with all your friends on your social media feeds. You don't want them to be missing out on something stupid. And, of course, you don't want to be known to be a stingy, stupid person. You know, you want to share your stupidity, okay? So, um, please uh, do that and, uh, you know, get ready for um, some, well, some interesting stupidity. Particularly, I love how some people will fall for so many things, okay? And there's a new way that stupid people can be hoodwinked just by listening to music. America is being hit by yet another sinister, stupid epidemic. People pretending to play the violin. That's right. <laughs> you know, this is a racket I could probably get in on, you know? I, I can basically play the MP3 player. That's about all I can do. But it, it's like busking, but they're faking it. One report actually calls it finger syncing as a play on lip syncing. Now, depending on where you are, it's not illegal to perform in public for tips. And it's not illegal to mime playing an instrument. And there's nothing really dangerous about it. Nobody's forcing anybody to toss money into the, you know, violin case. This is also not new. 
If you Google or search for things like pretending to play violin, reports and videos from years ago pop up, but some law enforcement sources claim these scammers could be part of some kind of traveling organized group that's hustling people out of their hard-earned money. There's one local news station that found one of these finger sinkers outside of a Target in Michigan. The guy had a sign that said he was a father of three and needed money for food and rent. And when the reporter exposed him as a fraud, he claimed he couldn't speak English and packed up and left. Here's a clip of a woman confronting one of those people pretending to play the violin on the street. What's my problem is that there's people that actually spend time to learn how to play the violin and you're standing here faking it, scamming people out of money. That's my problem. Like you're not playing the song at all. So, calling me a Karen for outing somebody that is fakely playing the violin. Where do these guys get their equipment? I got a violin, a PA speaker, a chord between the two. That must cost, oh, mm, what? I just figured it out. Uh, anyone missing those things? Of course, it's unclear why they would choose the violin, since violins really aren't cheap, and they're, aren't easy. they're not easy to fake. Anyway, just be on high alert, I guess, okay? I don't, know what, I don't know what this world's coming to, seriously. You know what happened to the good old-fashioned oral sex in the alley, huh? Well, have you ever heard of somebody joking about loving a place so much they'd work there for free? Well, here's an interesting twist on that. A Chick-fil-A franchise. Put that to the test. It was a Chick-fil-A in Hendersonville, North Carolina. And did they ever face a backlash after it put out a call on their social media for, uh, quote-unquote, volunteers to work its new drive through Express and said they'd be given free food instead of pay. A Facebook post about it was deleted after it drew some overwhelmingly negative comments. It said the volunteers would earn five free entrees per one-hour shift worked. The Hendersonville Chick-fil-A declined to comment. And the corporate spokesperson then told Business Insider the company does not endorse the volunteer program and that the Hendersonville restaurant had decided to end it. Now, the spokesperson said most restaurants are individually owned and operated. It was a program at an individually owned restaurant. Now, there was a, there was a Reddit commenter that noted on a thread that said, there's so much wrong here, I don't know where to start. But first of all, why not just give money instead of vouchers? Aren't they more than the minimum wage? So their chicken sandwiches are about four bucks each. That translates to about 20 bucks, which isn't terrible. Kind of sounds like somebody there probably just thought it would be a fun stunt and didn't really think through all the ramifications. The local manager, Ryan, defended the post. He said that the community had a desire to be a part of Chick-fil-A, and this was designed to be an opportunity for that. So if that was the case... Why not just post a proper job? He added multiple people volunteered so everybody can just chill out. 
I don't know. Would you work for one hour for five chicken sandwich meals at Chick-fil-A? You'd be surprised what some stupid people would do. <laughs> well, there is uh, this Christian school called the Ozauki Christian School in Wisconsin. Well, they were looking for some new digs recently. So what do most Christian schools do when they have a need like this? They pray about it. And that's when God stepped in and provided them with not a daycare, but a strip club. Well, a former strip club. They bought the property back in 2019. And not only was it a former Spearmint Rhino Gentleman's Club, it was also a strip mall. Hmm. <laughs> they spent three years cleaning, cleaning again, and then transforming the space into a 20,000-square-foot school for third through eighth graders. Now, the head of the school says God provided the strip club to them so they could turn darkness into light. She added that uh, only God could write the story of this transformation. Actually, here's the head of the Christian school, Chris Austin, talking about how they felt about transforming the strip club into a Christian school. We knew somewhere, sometime, God would provide, and he did. Because it had been a strip mall, in addition to being a strip club, much of it had never even been built out. And so it was fairly easy for us to kind of turn that into classroom space, little by little. We just found that humorous. We took the drywall off of the windows because it was just a darker environment mm -hmm. in many different ways. And we've let the light in, and we think of it as the light of Jesus. I guess if God's not available, they'll settle for Boogie Nights writer-director Paul Thomas Anderson, right? Ah, well, what a testimony! Well, a man has posted some flyers offering up a free refrigerator that looks really nice, works really fine, except there's two catches. Number one, you have to pick it up yourself, and two, it's possessed. Possessed by his dead stepmother. <laughs> yeah, the flyer says, quote, my stepmother had a heart attack on our kitchen floor in the middle of an electrical storm and her soul was transformed into our smart fridge. She's been subtly undermining me ever since. Hmm. Now, commenting on how many processed cheese slices I've eaten or whether I've put a lid back on properly. Wow. Well, he didn't describe how she, uh, quote-unquote, communicates. He does say that his wife finds comfort in the mother's presence being in the fridge but he just can't handle it anymore, so she has to go. So it sounds like he might be confusing a stepmother with a mother-in-law, maybe. Well, I mean, as fun as this story is, it might be an elaborate prank. Now, there's a number at the bottom of the flyer, but if you call it, it connects you to an appliance store. And the people there say that they've got maybe a 100 calls about the cursed fridge. But they don't know anything about it. I don't know. If my mother-in-law came back reincarnated as a smart fridge, That I might just decide to just charge admission. Well, there's a Ferrari red flying car that could soon become every commuter's dream come true. 
it would fly over miles of gridlock to work, land, and then drive a mile or two to the parking spaces. Samson Sky's Switchblade, which has been 14 years in the making, is now ready for its next series of tests. Previously, the Oregon-built vehicle was gearing up for road tests. Then the FAA, the Federal Aviation Administration, determined that it was safe for flight testing, so the flying car could be weeks away from going to market. Should we cue the theme song from the Jetsons right now? Anyway, the innovative vehicle was designed to offer all the amenities of a luxury car, including its hybrid electric drive system, for a smooth journey in the air. And when it lands, its wings fold into the sides of the car. Now, testing on the switchblade has been accelerating over the last year in anticipation of the FAA hurdles. Hmm, a flying car. At least you wouldn't be bothered by the squeegee guys. I mean, if everybody gets a flying car, I bet we can finally say goodbye to those hitchhikers. Well, sometimes a criminal feeds off an intense amount of adrenaline. And other times, the source of their energy is, uh, well, Red Bull. A 27-year-old woman in Las Vegas named Angela Sharp went to Costco and ran out with a shopping cart full of Red Bull. She got multiple cases worth more than a hundred bucks. She ran to the getaway car, and her and her 35-year-old male accomplice, Eugene Davis, loaded the Red Bull in and sped off. Well, an employee called the police and said that the same two people stole Red Bull the previous week. And that time it was more than two dozen cases worth about $2,500. Well, police believe they also attempted to steal Red Bull cases at two other places in recent weeks, but only one was successful. The cops finally caught up with them when their car was spotted, and uh, Angela was driving, and uh, she led the police on a high-speed chase, clocking at more than 100 miles an hour. The whole thing lasted about 15 minutes. Then they pulled over and got out. Police found nearly 200 cans of Red Bull inside the car and trunk, Angela told police she did it because she's addicted to Red Bull. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> Both Angela and the accomplice were arrested. She's facing charges of disobeying a police officer, robbery, and burglary. And she's been held on $25,000 bail. Kind of surprising that she wasn't deemed a flight risk because, you know, Red Bull gives you wings. <laughs> the accomplice faces charges of attempted burglary and robbery, and he's being held without bail due to a prior felony. But as for Eugene, I think he's got himself a new endorsement deal. For an extra boost of energy to get you through the day and to break into it, steal a car, speed through Las Vegas, weaving through vehicles with a half dozen cops chasing you at 100 miles per hour. Red Bull, it gives you wings. <laughs> well, move over, Kylie Jenner. Applebee's has entered the lip gloss game. The national restaurant chain and makeup company Winky Lux have flocked together to create Saucy Gloss. Four wearable shades that allegedly taste like Applebee's wing sauces. Pucker up. Brave buyers can choose between the creamy coral Get Me Hot Buffalo the gold-flecked deep red sweet chili kiss, 
the golden bee my honey pepper, and the smoky burgundy honey BBQ tea, all retailing for $18 each. Well, I'm sure it's too much to try to figure out what flavor you want to decide, so Winky Lux can sell a four-piece combo kit for the low, low price of just $65. Now, if the idea couldn't seem more stupid or outrageous, the collaboration also spawned a high-gloss dance music video directed by Hannah Lux Davis, who usually works with A-listers like Doja Cat, Demi Lovato, Ariana Grande, Katy Perry, and Halsey. Hmm. I mean, how fat are we getting in this country? Can't we go five seconds without an infusion of crap? Come on! I mean, even their chicken wings don't taste like chicken wings. And then there's the 26-year-old Utah man. He got himself arrested on accusations. He started a wildfire while trying to burn a spider with his lighter. Corey Allen Martin told the deputies he spotted the spider while he was in a hiking area in the foothills south of Salt Lake City, near the city of Springville. Now, he acknowledged that he started the fire, but did not explain why he was trying to set the spider on fire. Deputies found a jar of marijuana in his belongings, but he didn't appear to be high, said the Utah County Sheriff's Sergeant Spencer Cannon. And there's no evidence to suggest he intentionally started the blaze, said Cannon, but he did call it a reckless and puzzling decision. I'll even add a stupid decision on top of that. This area and most of Utah are bone dry amid extreme drought conditions. He says, what led him to stop and notice a spider and decide to burn it? We don't know. There may not be a why. He may not even know a why. Martin was arrested on suspicion of reckless burn and possession of marijuana and drug paraphernalia. Look, I have two words for this guy. Bug spray. Forget the lighter, dude. How about just squishing them with a rolled-up magazine, huh? Besides, if you're burning up all the spiders, you could be interfering with science. Uh, this story is going to give my sister the biggest case of the willies ever. But scientists are actually turning dead spiders that have not been burned or squished into small claw-like grippers. They're biodegradable, see, and then they can be used as recycled tools to pick up small electrical components, amongst other things. Now, I've got to say, a world overflowing with robot dogs with machine guns strapped to their backs sounds downright delightful compared to one teeming with the ungodly creation I may never be able to stop thinking about, courtesy of researchers at Rice University, who has figured out how to turn dead spiders into necrobots. This unfortunate development was brought to my attention by Science Alert and concerns a study that was recently published in Advanced Science, one dreamed up by a team of undoubtedly brilliant minds that I can only imagine initially set out to determine which two-word combination is capable of striking the most fear into an average person before deciding the answer was robot spiders. The team's goal was to take a closer look at spider-inspired devices and examine the unique way the arachnids move. Their legs, you see, are not controlled by muscles, 
but rather the fluid that is distributed through the body via a prosoma chamber, which is basically nature's equivalent of a hydraulic system. So the scientists were able to successfully use air to manipulate the corpse of the wolf spiders used in the experiment and essentially transform them into zombie claw machines. Now, there's three words I'm proud to say that nobody has ever written in succession in the history of the English language until now. Here's the assistant professor of mechanical engineering at Rice University, Daniel Preston, talking about some of the science behind these robot spiders. When you think about spiders, they have flexor muscles that will bring their joints uh, and appendages in towards the body, but they don't have extensors. And instead, they do that with hydraulic pressure that they generate uh, inside of the main cavity or chamber of their body. Because of that, when they die, that's why you see spiders curled up. But at the same time, that means that we can use hydraulic pressure when we use the spider as the material for our gripper to take advantage of that and extend all of its legs. The paper asserts the spiders could be used in place of more expensive and less readily available robots for various applications. So, I mean, while I applaud them for their efforts, I'm still going to object to them on sheer principle. <laughs> Come on, let's see by a show of hands, how many of you out there in podcast land even care how a spider works? And now that they've figured out COVID vaccines, it seems that scientists now have a lot of free time on their hands. Okay, I think we've all had the bad case of getting a bad pizza crust. Maybe felt a little bit guilty of how much crust that we're consuming, all those carbs. Have you ever considered just scrapping all the crust and just scrape the toppings off the pizza and eat that? Yeah, me neither. Well, Papa John's is introducing a new option. It's called Papa Bowls, which are basically just the toppings. Meats, veggies, cheese, sauce, all baked together without the crust. So, a casserole? There's three varieties at $7.99 each. We've got the Italian Meats Trio, the Chicken Alfredo, and the Garden Veggie. Or you can create your own, just like a normal pizza, without the crust. It's a new keto pizza, right? Is that what that would be? Could you call it that? Yeah. Well, if you've been seeing red lately, you're still not likely as PO'd as folks in the other parts of the world. The Middle East Monitor is reporting on this year's angriest countries, compiled via data from Gallup's annual Global Emotions Report. I bet you didn't even know there was a, such of a thing as a Global Emotions Report. The analytics company Research, which measures people's positive and negative experiences worldwide, looked at about 100 nations and found that 49% of uh, the 1,000 or so respondents in Lebanon surveyed in 2021 and earlier part of this year felt anger on the day before they took the Gallup survey. And Turkey wasn't far behind with 48%. Now, MEMO, M-E-M-O, notes that these two countries are probably raging in large part due to their respective economic crises. The most angry, the five angriest nations, in order, Lebanon, Turkey, Armenia, Iraq, and Afghanistan. Least angry, the five least angriest nations, in order, 
Finland, Maritus, or Mar, Mar, yeah, Maritus, is that a country? Estonia, Portugal, the Netherlands, all per Gallup. The USA, by the way, came in at number 71 in the anger ratings, just above Nigeria and just below Colombia. But this is interesting. You know, the sweatiest country on earth is actually Egypt. Gosh, I sure hope that this doesn't hurt the tourism business in Lebanon. Well, the ACLU of Delaware, they are stepping in to represent a lady by the name of Carrie Lynn Overington. She's got a vanity license plate that was recalled by the DMV. The plate says simply one word, F cancer. Now, her lawsuit is currently pending in the federal district court. It's challenging the state's DMV's decision as censorship of her First Amendment rights to speech and expression. About two years prior, see, Overington applied for the vanity license plate and received it in the mail about two months later. However, about a year later after that, she gets a letter from the Delaware DMV that they were recalling the license plate. Why, you may ask? Because it, quote, does not represent the division or the state in a positive manner. Now, over the course of several weeks, she attempted to advocate with state officials to allow her to continue using her F-Cancer license plate, but to no avail. Now, here's the executive director of the ACLU Delaware, Mike Brickner, breaking down why they felt it was important that this woman get her vanity plate. This idea of what kinds of license plates can be out there or who approves or denies certain license plates is really subjective and really arbitrary, that it may just be one person at the Delaware DMV making these decisions. The ACLU of Delaware legal director Dwayne J. Benzing said this case underscores the problems in the Delaware DMV's current review process, which is subjective and has now led to censorship of protected speech. Now, Overington went on to say, as a cancer survivor, the fight to end cancer is extremely personal to me. And I was shocked when the DMV recalled my license plate because fighting cancer in our communities is imperative and a message I assumed everyone would embrace, except the DMV. <laughs> I'm not sure what they're driving, but it certainly isn't um, sanity, that's for sure. If you like the podcast, well, why don't you subscribe and rate and review it? Give it a five-star rating because I try to pick five-star stupidity. Of course, if you write a stupid review, I just might read it on an upcoming episode. Rating and reviewing the podcast helps it to show up prominently in searches for those that are desperate and searching for stupidity. Of course, don't forget to share the podcast on social media feeds since you don't want to be known for being stingy with your stupidity. And of course, when you do subscribe, you can get your stupid fix every time new episodes are published to your favorite podcast player. And here's a little hack. If you download every episode, you can listen buffer free. That is, if you don't have adequate adequate internet coverage, of course. And if you're looking for a good podcast app, let me recommend Podcast Addict. That's available at your app store. It is free 
They have a couple of paid versions as well, and it's amazingly customizable. And don't forget to follow me on social media. Use the handle at InsaneEricLane, that's E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E, on Facebook and Twitter. And you just find everything about the podcast, and, well, maybe more than you need to find out about me, at my website, InsaneEricLane.com. jealous for that you, you, you may hear a little bit of a, a little poncho running around here tonight because he's oh, he had a late nap that's okay so. that makes it that makes it even that much more interesting I mean, <laughs> he can be a guest on on the podcast you know mm. so no no you wouldn't be jealous if you knew how much i paid for the lobster roll uh you know i that's true there's a reason i don't buy crab cakes for myself I'll, yeah. often at least oh man let me tell you we we were in in Portland, uh, Maine, and uh, we went to a a, a guy. A, a friend of mine recommended that we go to this uh, this called Becky's Diner. He said, "Go to Becky's Diner, nothing finer." <laughs> okay, so I, I, we went, and uh, it was good, fresh. I mean, totally fresh Maine lobster on a lobster roll. Uh, and you know, on the menu, everything on the menu has prices except the lobster roll. It just says market. Market price, yeah, that, that's when you get dangerous, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so we got the we got the bill, and let's just say I got no dessert that night. <laughs> the lobster will cost twenty nine bucks for the whole dinner. Whew. So you you <laughs> didn't ask what the market price was? No, no, no. I just because I wanted lobster roll. So yeah. there's a place in um, near me here, about about maybe twenty minutes away that. Uh, sells all kinds of exotic meat at their restaurant. So wow. you could go there and you could eat rattlesnake oh. with a, with a kangaroo steak oh. and some antelope nuggets. Wow! Um, you know, or you could get some rabbit and turtle soup and um, oh. I mean, like the ostrich. Uh, and this is ju- just most recently I saw camel on there as well as um, oh. another interesting one that I've never had, but. All of that says market price, oh, and yeah. uh, and so you, you never know what it's going. But you're you're talking about probably twenty nine bucks or something for a meal, but it's worth it when you could say you had kangaroo and antelope for dinner. Yeah, I, uh, I wonder what the market price is for camel nowadays. <laughs> yeah, it's a question that I don't have. I don't have the answer off the top of my head. I don't get asked <laughs> that too often. Um, well, you know, for, for my wife and I's um, five-year anniversary a, a few weeks ago, we went to a seafood place around here. And while no one got lobster, uh, yeah. my wife did get some crab cakes, and I got some raw oysters uh, along no, with no. – um, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's great. Um, no, no, no. I'll, and, I'll I'll do the fried oysters, the lobster, the, <laughs> the raw oysters. I don't like anything slimy going down the back of my throat. Oh, it, it, it was good. Uh, and, and so that maybe that's like my version of the lobster, I guess. Uh, other yeah. than, well, 
the whole thing, but uh, it, it, it costs a good amount as well for that. Meeting, oh, but. yeah. Oh, yeah. I can only imagine. Well, I, I, I'm pretty sure that, you know, while you may pay $29 for a really fresh lobster roll, would you pay $29 for cat food? <laughs> oh my gosh no not at all not, not even when i'm getting a big bag that lasts a month um i'm sorry we, we get the nice dog food for the dog and then the cat we just grab whatever she's willing to eat and right um, right and that's rachel ray <laughs> yes yes there you go oh right. yeah, but I look at, this is a great one i saw the story come up i thought okay we have to choose this now we've had some some similar kind of stories regarding cat food inspired dishes before yeah. I think, um, or, or a couple, uh, in, uh, I think it was England who, whose daughter brought them food yeah. and they, they mistook the, the can of cat food for real uh, yeah. food. And so they ate the cat food pate. They loved it. And they, and they loved, loved it. it. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, you know, kind of continuing in that, that, uh, vein, um, and thought there, we, you know, for two evenings here, this is just recently, New Yorkers were able to dine like a cat in the Big Apple. And this is from Fancy Feast. They served cat food inspired meals for two nights by reservation only and only at their pop up restaurant, Gato Bianco. And Gato Bianco, or white cat, yeah. well, they serve dishes like salmon, spare ribs, braised beef. Lemon panna cotta and almond cake. Now, I didn't realize that's what cat food was because now this is thinking I need to start eating cat food and that's what it is. Um, the answer, um, well, I will say this answers the question that's on everybody's mind though, and it's what if your cat food was more like Italian cuisine? And oh. other questions such as what if we tried to feed uh, humans? Hmm. Um, but you know, of which the answer was yes, both ideas were worth exploring. Hmm. Now, Nestle Purina, oh, the, the, the Nestle Purina owned company, they, they celebrated the release of Fancy Feast's new Medalese line for cats yeah. by serving a menu developed by Fancy Feast's in house chef. Now, I didn't know that they have an in house chef for humans there, but it's uh, Amanda Hasner and restaurateur. Kaseri Kaseya. Uh, now, this is for humans again. Okay. Um, the offerings at Gato Bianco started with a culinary exploration for cat lovers. <laughs> and the later courses included baked sea bass and also buco inspired salmon, mm. Tuscan style spare ribs, braised beef in a wine sauce. Lemon panna cotta and almond cake studded with chocolate. <laughs> now, it's strange that no one has done this kind of thing uh, for dog owners yet, because you know how crazy dog owners can be as well. Yeah, uh, right. But I guess the pairing of a peanut butter filled bone with a hint of worn out tennis ball doesn't sound quite as inspired as Tuscan style spare ribs. Yeah, that's probably true. Rawhide probably mm. doesn't sound very appetizing either. Yeah. And if you knew what a bully stick was made out of? <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> well, you know, frankly, I I, I mean, I, I, I think I have eaten at a restaurant similar to this, although it wasn't all that fancy food. But I do think it was a restaurant that did serve cat food um, to humans. But I thought it was just a local Chinese restaurant. <laughs> so but no <laughs> actually just 
going off that list of food that, that you read off there, it just really sounded like, you know, this is food that all the snobs eat, you know, because cats are pretty well known for being kind of snobbish. So, oh, yeah. you know, serving something like that to New Yorkers isn't that big of a surprise because I know a lot of New Yorkers are pretty snobbish anyway. But but having something slither out of your bag of popcorn, this is something totally different. I don't know if you saw the picture, but this was um, oh, rather, I, I did. <laughs> yeah, rather unnerving here. This shopper at a Virginia store taking a bag of popcorn and there was a hole in it. And so she's going to take this bag up to the customer service desk to say you got a hole in your bag of popcorn when a snake poked, popped its head out from inside the snack of container, okay? Oh, yeah. And so her name is Kimberly Slaughter. She said she was at the Shopper's Value in Cambridge, Virginia, when she noticed this bag of popcorn had this hole in the upper right corner. So she says, as soon as I went to put the bag in my basket to take it up front, because, you know, they can't sell it like that. The thing had popped out, and you know, I was like, "Oh, well, hi." <laughs> so she's talking. She's talking to WTVR TV, and they got photos that she's posted on Facebook. It shows this thing in question was in fact a live snake, a live snake. Okay, so Slaughter said the snake slithers out of the bag around her cart before going back into the hole, and it was. Full, it was a, the full length of the cart. That's how big the snake was. So she said it had prime real estate, though. All right. Uh, the manager of Shoppers Value, uh, Brian. I'd say so because it was in a bag of Uts. Yeah. Uts are good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Really? <laughs> so, so Brian Stanley's the manager of the Shoppers Value store. He said the reptile was a small black snake. And the snake was removed by the store employee. I'm sure that store employee might have gotten a little bonus in his paycheck, too, I'm thinking, you know. But just, <laughs> just thinking about this, you know, I mean, you know, you know I, I might get a little upset if they had too much butter. I mean, what's the big deal? I mean, I'm, my wondering is how much popcorn can a snake actually eat? I... um. Gosh, well, you know, I, I, you ever do the thing at grocery stores where you get like a bag of chips or popcorn or candy and you kind of you kind of look to see okay which one looks the fullest you pick it up and you're like oh this one feels slightly heavier than the other one yeah you know you do that yeah. game you think all right i might get a little bit more in this bag well yeah. I, you know I, i'm starting to think that maybe it's not maybe if you find the heavier bag of potato chips yeah you should just steer clear of that and say you know what yeah. i'll take the air the extra air yeah over yeah. the sink yeah, uh, well, that that's could true. be waiting in there for you. That, that's true, especially if there's a hole in the bag. <laughs> that's, so, that that is true. My no, question um, is though, did this was was the hole in the bag in there first, and the snake found the hole and crawled in, or did the snake eat the hole in the bag to get into the bag of popcorn? That that was I mean because it seemed like it treated it like it was its home. I'm like, were <laughs> yeah. you raised in that home? I I was wondering the same thing when I first read the the headline. I was thinking oh my gosh should they open it up and there's a dead snake that comes you know plopping <laughs> out or something but no it was live and yeah um, yeah goodness I, I i will say i think that's so typical of a snake to sneak into a bag of popcorn if i had a dollar every time that i got a bag of popcorn with a snake and you know <laughs> but it kind of reminds me of how the snakes are um you know how many snakes are found in local governments right Ooh. 
And, uh, you know, they, they find a way to sneak in around um, a, a way to, to bite taxpayers with a new fee or a new fine. Oh, yeah. And a lot, um, a lot of snakes like that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. This reminds me of this next story reminds me of the San Francisco. Maybe this is a San Francisco thing. I don't know. Um, it, it does seem to be the uh, the bottom of the barrel that you're scraping when it comes to America that, from what it. Uh, well, I guess the last 10 years have kind of yeah. created, it seems like. But anyway, we had that couple a few weeks ago that uh, got a fine for parking in their driveway, right, right. by the city. Right. This reminds me of that, except for it, 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 I can't tell which one's crazier, parking <laughs> in your driveway and getting a fine or this. Um, now, any any government bureaucrats might listen to this and think, this is brilliant, you know, and and I think that we're going to start seeing a lot more of this maybe at the end of the month. Uh, yeah. You know, e- each month at the end of the month, we'll start to see kind of the the zones change maybe, uh, you know, periodically. But there's a couple in San Francisco who they're fighting a traffic ticket they, they got for parking in a red zone. And they've got a compelling argument, I'd say, because the city painted the curb red while they were parked there. <laughs> they... <laughs> That's a, that's a great, you know, you're like, oh, you know, I'm a few bucks short for the month here. You know, let me go ahead and slap some paint on this thing. Oh, Boom, here's a few hundred bucks there. Now now we're good. Um, well, the city says that they just repainted an existing red zone because the old paint had faded. They provided a photo of the curb before, and it's really faded. But the couple um, li- lives in San Francisco, and they claim that they've been parking in that spot for 25 years, and it's never been a red zone. Now, here is Desiree and Jeff Jolly talking about the parking battle. Anytime it's open, I've been parking there for 25 years. We came out, we were walking up from the store, and I noticed the ticket on my car. This seems unfair to me. The red stripe is there where it wasn't before, and they had the nerve just to go around my tire. The local news dug up some Google Maps images, and in both 2016 and 2021, the curb appears to be gray. And the couple says they're appealing the ticket, but it could take up to 60 days to get a ruling. You know how uh, how red tape and red <laughs> curbs go, right? <laughs> yes, yes. I, you know, the funny thing is, too, I mean, what, 2016, 2021, both are pretty... I mean, now they're saying that maybe the, you know, the paint, it, it, needed, it needed painting back then, okay? So that must have been quite a bit of neglect. But here's the, what really killed me. When I saw the picture, did you notice that the city, while they were painting the curb red with the car parked there, they actually missed the spot where the car's tire was pressing against the curb? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> did you notice that? I, mean, I did. <laughs> oh, this is just ridiculous. I mean, I know this is definitely going to be a, a fight that might last a while. Uh, and that, it would be with me. I can tell you that. I mean, I love these fights that happen between the John Q public, you know, and the government, you know, it, it can get ugly, you know, but boy, here's a fight that is the ugliest because, well, it involves family and this is just glorious. All right. This is a story uh, of a family of four. We got a mom and a dad and a brother and a sister who stabbed each other in this wild knife fight okay 
That now this didn't take place in feudal Japan. No, it happened in Texas. <laughs> okay, where <laughs> police police were called out to the home at about eleven o'clock at night. Now they say this 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 family feud started between two adult siblings. This is so brilliant. The brother comes home drunk. He's got a handgun. Well, there's right there's point one and point two right there. Then he gets into a heated argument with his sister. Then things get physical, but he lost the gun during the struggle. So the mom and the dad jump in. They're going to break things up. But all that did was add fuel to the fire. At one point, every one of them had a knife, and all of them had been stabbed. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, well, fortunately, nobody was killed, and everybody's going to survive. The uh, the brother, who's 25-year-old Manuel Gutierrez, was arrested on three charges of aggravated assault. And it's really unclear whether any of the other family members are going to be charged. But so, I mean, I'm looking at this and I'm just thinking, OK, we got a mom and a dad, brother and a sister. They live near Houston. They've all armed themselves up with knives and they all ended up being stabbed during this big family squabble. Okay. I mean, you know what they say, families that stab each other together stay together. Yeah, well, yeah, right. uh, maybe, maybe this is like a blood brothers kind of thing that they have going on for I their whole know. family. But, but you know, I, I, I have come to the conclusion that this is probably why my family doesn't play Uno anymore. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's bizarre that they got into this big, this big squabble, and and all four of them ended up getting stabbed. And uh, I, I don't know, I, 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 only in Heck, Texas, could that have happened. And of course, only could it have happened without alcohol to help, uh, you know, lubricate the whole thing. I was thinking with the story taking place in Texas, I'm surprised it wasn't family of four all shoot each other. Um, oh, you know, like they yes. all ended up with stab wounds. I, I would have thought they all would have ended up with gunshot wounds instead. It, it um, could have been but a I, shoot out at the OK Corral. Right. I, I guess this does settle the, the long-standing question, though, about whether or not to bring a knife to a gunfight. <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, I, I, th- I think one thing is certain, though, that if you are planning on trying to maybe exact some revenge on your family, uh, you know, or, or on someone else, uh, you know, whether, whether it be with a, you know, stab wounds and not, and, and all family members armed or what you, you want to do your research first. So you yeah. don't want to, yeah, you want to make sure you're, you're exacting revenge on the right person, that's I right. guess. And, uh, that, that's what, that what, that's what brings me to my next story here. I've got a North Carolina woman who, uh, well, she was apparently seeking revenge on her ex-boyfriend, and her revenge consisted of trying to set his house on fire. However, she set fire to a house owned by someone else. Oh, now, that's an odd way to exact revenge, I think. This is according to the sheriff's office in Rowan County. They said in a report that a homeowner in Gold Hill was awakened by a neighbor who saw a woman trying to set fire to the house. So (laughs) there were bundles of wood and a fire on the front porch and deputies found a jug of oil that they say was used to start the fire. Gosh. As the homeowner went to get a garden hose, he saw a burning piece of wood around a propane tank. Now this garden hose, it didn't really work because the woman had apparently used a sealant to block the flow of water. 
And the deputy said that the, I mean, look, she thought of everything other than making sure that she was at the right house. (laughs) The homeowner, then he grabs a rifle and confronts the woman who was holding one of his dogs on a leash. And with law enforcement and emergency personnel approaching, the woman drove off. Uh, This is what the sheriff's office reported. Now, deputies arrested the woman and charged her with felony first-degree arson, assault with a deadly weapon, and larceny of an animal. Bond was set at $101,500. Wow. But, you know, it couldn't be determined if she had an attorney or not. Investigators, they did estimate the home sustained approximately $20,000 in damage. Wow. Now... I think an important lesson for the kids listening in today, before you set fire to an ex's house, double check the address. That's a, that's a life hack for you there. Um, and just a, a pro tip, the more you know. And this happened in North Carolina. I, that's what also surprised me because this sounds like the kind of thing that would happen in my neck of the woods down here. In oh, Florida. yeah, that's exactly right. Oh, yeah, and, and if you think that was great, I got a story coming up next week of another woman who um, set fire to a car because she's a witch. And so she used her spell book to set fire to a car. That's even better. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. So, she, so she's claiming that, like, through a spell, the, the car spontaneously uh, ignited. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, yeah, well, I don't know. This whole idea of setting fire to something, I think sometimes is a bit over the top if you're trying to pay back somebody for something, you know. See, if I'm going to get back at somebody, I'm going to look more for maximum inconvenience instead of total annihilation, see. Like, I I would do something like plug up all the toilets in the house and serve them, you know, ex-lax brownies or something, you know, I don't know. but. There, there was definitely some serious toilet trouble, though, for this entire town, but it had nothing to do with anything nefarious, okay, or nothing over revenge. Actually, they were trying to clean the sewer system, but uh, <clears throat> that ended up with a bigger mess for the folks in the community. It's uh, in a little town of Iowa uh, where residents there said that the maintenance uh, was getting performed on their municipality's sanitary sewers, okay, but there was one small unusual side effect. It caused the entire town's toilets to overflow. This is definitely <laughs> a, 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 a minor crisis here. Locals in Johnston, Iowa, say that their toilets have been overflowing in recent days as a result of the work that's being performed on the sewer system. Now, I'd, I'd love to imagine, like, you're essentially playing Russian roulette every time you sit down to use the toilet, you know? <laughs> and so well, you're like, man, I think the city should just claim that they've essentially installed as an added benefit, uh, like a, a bidet in yeah, everyone's right, house, essentially, you know? <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Exactly. Totally. So, well... I love this. Okay, this is hilarious. It's like one says, "If I didn't have the toilet seat down, it probably would have shot out." That's what Amy Darling Harding told <laughs> CCI TV. <laughs> she, she goes, "It was that much pressure, and it was a humming noise." Let me tell you something: if you're sitting on your commode and your commode starts humming, I would get up immediately. I can promise you that. <laughs> you're like, "Oh no, no!" It's like, "Oh man!" <laughs> like, look, I'd rather get get uh... a. <laughs> 
<laughs> some some um I'd rather drop a loaf on the floor there than get that's a exactly. thrusting that's of water up uh up the bum that, hole, you know? That's exactly <laughs> right. I'm so yeah, yeah. Gee, you know, is is my toilet humming or do I just have bad gas? I don't know. You oh, know? And imagine like imagine, you know, there's gotta be at least one person where they were you know, they, they had just had their two cups of coffee in the morning. That's right. Very regular. They sit down and, and like, even at that point, actually, I almost think that I would want to hold down, like, like almost get handles installed on the side of the toilet <laughs> to kind of push myself down in there. And now I don't know if, if a suction, you know, or a oh. vacuum created there would be better or worse, but <laughs> yeah, I, I would think know. that, you know, if you jumped off the toilet to avoid that, you're just going to get poop water shooting up yes. to your ceiling and everywhere else. Yes. Well, the city says on its website, they put, they put this on their website, residents should keep your toilet lids closed when not in use. It says, have your experience water splashing. As, <laughs> I love it. Have you, have you experienced water splashing out of your toilets recently? The splashing water is caused by the water cleaning system used during the sanitary sewer maintenance. The water cleaning system creates increased air pressure within the sewer piping, causing water to sputter out of toilets, according <laughs> to what the city says. Now, it's going to take a few weeks for this whole thing to be complete, according to what the city. But I, I love they're putting this on the city website, talking about <laughs> sputtering toilets. OK, so I think I can speak for millions of Iowans whenever I say. Ew! <laughs> yeah, but finally, something that will finally motivate guys to put the seat down, you know? I mean... I think you but, would call that to come-motivate. Yeah, uh, know, yes. Because it's yes. a commode, yeah. It's, I, honestly, uh, I think the city could just say, you know, we're providing a free bidet service for the next... <laughs> for the PR, that's the way you got to spin that. I, I don't think that I would... They could have handled it better. Yeah. Uh, call it a bidet. Well, when, whenever and, I was... We were staying at this house in, in Maine when we were on vacation. And it's a relatively nice house. It's a friend's house. It's a vacation house. They let us stay there. They had they had like five or six bathrooms in this whole house. It was relatively upper upscale. It wasn't posh, but it was nice and upscale. And when I went into every single bathroom, they had a separate bidet in there. They had a toilet and they had a bidet. Took me a minute to really figure out what it was because it had the hot and the cold water and the little spigot, but there was <laughs> no toilet seat, you know. And I'm thinking at first, I'm thinking, well, this is great. They 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 have a little sink for me to wash my hair. <laughs> I'm glad I did. You yeah, know. <laughs> I bet you are. Oh my gosh! Well, when you start making changes to things, you got to be careful. Right. And, I mean, you never know what the outcome could be, um, such as shooting, <laughs> creating a bidet system for, <laughs> for your entire county. But um, a lot of folks they're they suggest searching YouTube videos for helps and repairs and cleaning things. Um, uh, I, I finally, uh, I don't know if I mentioned this from the last time, but my car is officially all fixed. I've been working yeah. on it, fixing it up. It is done. It's been several weeks. No check engine light back on. It drives smooth. And uh, and that's all thanks to just a little bit of handiness and uh, and just a, a, a little bit of Google searching and YouTube videos to kind of get, yeah. get an idea of what I'm looking at. So like, you can change a lot of things and learn a lot from, from uh, looking at those videos. Yeah. Such as help on um, changing your appearance. 
And I'm not talking those makeup tutorials your wife or girlfriend keeps uh, watching. <laughs> this, you, you could learn almost anything by watching YouTube videos. And again, that's almost anything. Um, because, well, there, there's some guy in Brazil. And this has got to be the stupidest story, I think, of the day. Uh, yeah. we, we usually put the stupidest one for last, I think. Well, right. he, he ended up in the ER after watching YouTube tutorials and trying to give himself a nose job. And <laughs> yes, he literally cut into his own face while he was awake. Oh, my gosh. Uh, no, it's like it's like face off uh, without John Travolta or Nick Cage. Well, oh. apparently he's not the first person to try this. YouTube has to remove at-home rhinoplasty videos all the time to prevent people from actually doing it. Oh, As you'd expect, it never goes well. <laughs> it can even kill you if you go into anaphylactic shock. Right. This guy, he shows up to the ER with his nose all jacked up and infected. He said that he used an anesthet anesthetic from a vet to dull the pain while he did surgery on himself. Uh, that's intense. Now, he didn't use gloves or clean the wound at all. And that's part of his problem here as well, because he was trying to make his, his nose thinner. And, well, he stitched himself up afterward. Yeah. It sounds like he also used super glue to close the wound. <laughs> mm -hmm. So doctors, they treated the infection and sent him home. They referred him to a specialist for more treatment. And told him to start seeing a therapist. Ah, uh, that would definitely be my first thing for him to do is to see a therapist for mm -hmm. sure. I think not only was he trying to make his nose thinner, I think he was trying to reduce the amount of brains in his skull cavity. <laughs> I know, right? Oh man! Like next thing you're gonna see is uh is how how to do like tutorials on at home lobotomies. Or at home lobotomies, at home appendectomies, you know, whatever. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> Honestly, though, I mean, it's pretty sad that YouTube has got to keep taking down these these videos of of people trying to, you know, give you at home rhinoplasty uh, instructions. I don't understand. You know, uh, it's pretty it's, sad because I can't afford to go out and do it myself. Yeah, well, on. yeah, you know, so that's almost as bizarre as some of the lip jobs I've seen some of these people give them on. on <laughs> Those, oh, yeah. Oh, you know, man, those they, they, they want to get the duck face down just right, you know. Yeah, the, the duck face doesn't even look good. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I don't know. I don't. I honestly don't know what motivates people to do stuff like this. And like, look, you know, if, and, and this would be my problem. I, I already know that I am not the, 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 the best pretty face out there. And just like my home improvement. You got, you got job, a face for radio. I have a face for radio. That's exactly right. So I already know that if I do my own home improvement job or my own little, uh, you know, shade tree mechanic job, I'll be calling somebody to come and do the job over again because I have screwed it up worse than it was before I started working on it. So the last thing I want to do is to do anything to alter my face, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I look, I, for for um, just a little bit of silver lining to give an al alternative perspective, I don't think there's much you could do to make it worse. 
Well, that's good. I'm glad to know that I've got your. I've got. I've, I've got to know you got my back. Okay. <laughs> you got my back. All right, really. There's nowhere to go but up. Okay. Yeah, well, that's right. Look, you've got to be positive in everything in life. That's what I say. You know. So, oh man. I mean, yeah, I, I, I understood, you know, when, when my wife and I were dating, you know, that she used to tell me that when she looked at me, the time stood still. But what she was just trying to tell me was that my face could stop a clock. So I guess that's the problem. <laughs> so, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know what motivates people to do, you know, dumb, stupid stuff like this by, by watching things on, on YouTube. But I do know we have some Ask Poncho, Poncho questions here. And we have Bruce that is wanting to get some advice from your sage experience and wisdom. And I can identify with Bruce whenever I got I, you. You know, I, I took a peek at the question a little early. I think that you could have a little bit more advice to offer on this one. <laughs> a little bit personal experience, you know? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, Bruce could literally could have been talking about my own kids. So what he's asking, he can't motivate his kid to get a driver's license. Now, this seems to be the thing overall in just today's climate, today's culture. I know when I was 16, I could hardly wait to get my driver's license. But Bruce says that he says, my son is 20. And while he has his permit, he's not taken the test to get his license, nor does he show any interest in driving with myself or his mother. Now, I guess because his friends have cars, his, he bikes to work, he Ubers, he Ubers, and it's also easy. It's, it's really eliminating the need. But he says, I don't understand it. I couldn't wait to drive when I was a teenager. My wife says, the more I push it, the less interested he'll be. I, I just don't want him to be in his mid-20s and still without a license. So I don't know how to motivate him. What would I mean, you suggest? <laughs> unfortunately, when he's 20, there's not much you can do to, I think, really motivate him. Because uh, he's an adult who's going to be making his own decisions, and he's going to have to sleep in the bed he makes. Right. Um, but it, it is tough because I, um, I I couldn't wait to get my license. I drove yeah. as often as I could with my permit, uh, and I, I loved driving. Even now, uh, yeah. you know, if, if we're on the road, there's a ninety percent chance or more that if, if I'm driving with my family, it'll be me driving, not my wife. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, you know my my kids are obviously not old enough to drive yet. My brother though, he did. He was a little bit late to the driving game too, though. He didn't really care or want yeah. to. I think he he went until I think eighteen, and yeah. he finally got it. And so maybe, maybe if your son's going to college, make him go to college in a place that is uh, far enough away from home where he <laughs> needs to go there, or maybe like maybe help make him get a job where yeah. he realizes uh public transportation. Mm, that's gonna. Yeah. I'm wasting a lot of time with that, but yeah, um, yeah. but then again, like again, going back to silver linings, is isn't traffic uh, like how you know crashes, like car crashes and accidents? Oh yeah, it's not like one of the leading causes for people, like young people under 25 oh. or 30. Oh yeah, absolutely. So maybe maybe it is a you know maybe you shouldn't worry quite as much. But sure. um, well, but yeah, I know no, you, you got to get that boy behind the wheel. Well, I know that with, with one of my kids, it was the same situation. He's going on 19 or 20 years old and had not even, I think he tried a couple of times to get the permit, was unsuccessful. And it took me three tries to get my permit whenever I was doing it, you know? But so we decided, okay, five bucks every time we take you to town, 10 bucks or, you know, and so he was giving five bucks every time we turned around and finally it kind of began to think, you know, I'm giving a lot of my money back to my parents. <laughs> so ah, that, smart, that, that, smart. That, 
that kind of helped to motivate him, you know, to some degree. But now, of course, he's got the nicest car than both of us have. <laughs> That's great. Can, can he fit in it? Oh, yeah. He's, 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 a, he's a tall kid, right? He's got got a nice, uh, is it a Honda Accord or something like this, you know? Oh, so, yeah, it's good and solid. With, with, yeah, with, with like uh, dark tinted windows. He's got, he's got all kinds of little bells and whistles on Shoot. this thing. He's got a better car than me. Yeah, exactly. You know? So, well, but, but and, and of course, now everyone wants to ride with him in his car. And now, of course, he's <laughs> happy. He's happy to drive. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it's something about having something of your own, like your own yeah. car, it kind of gets you well, excited about this. I got to tell you this. I have to say this because well, during the week we were on vacation, uh, of course, it was my son's job to babysit grandma because we were here. <laughs> and we, we gave him a little assistance and told grandma's uh, friend to come by and visit. And she is kind of like she travels around the country just in her her RV. She doesn't really have any place to, to, to stay. But let's just say um, she probably needs an RV because she's rather heavy. And and so when, oh. when she she shows up and she's like, hey, let's all go out to eat. And she'll you know pay for everybody to go eat. Well, she can't take her RV. So she looks at my son and says, well, just go in your car. So we got my son and grandma and grandma's rather large friend riding and this is exactly what he said to us when he was telling us about this on the phone. We talked to him over our vacation. He says he found out firsthand exactly how your gas mileage can be affected by the weight of your car. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's too funny. Oh, man. It's true, though. I mean, that's it. Yep. You got, yeah. They charge extra luggage and uh, when, you, when you go... <laughs> On an airplane for a reason, so that's right. <laughs> oh man! Well, um, I, I've got one more ask, Poncho here, and um, this, this sounds like this is from Deborah. Sounds like she's in a bit of a predicament here. Says uh, she says, obviously, going through a breakup is hard, and my best friend's been there for me when things go south, just as I'm there for her. But she becomes a monster. Mm. She becomes a couch potato my couch and <laughs> is moody and in my opinion the worst part is that she leaves a mess everywhere it's like a tornado um and i know she's hurt but at minimum is it too much to ask to not spill stuff on my blankets and pillows and if so <laughs> at least wash them but how do you approach someone who is already hysterical um, oh man! Well, you know what? I, um, I, I there 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 was a big tantrum we had last night with my two year old Ooh. over a water bottle of all things. Imagine a two a two year old and a tantrum. Oh, I know. Yeah, and and so what we do whenever he was hysterical was we sent him to his room for a little bit to calm down. He continued to scream and cry. We eventually came in, and he was still screaming and crying. And in fact, he kind of elevated above what he was doing <laughs> at that point. And, and so we sent him to bed early that night without his water bottle, the, a new water bottle that we had got him. Um, he was excited for, but he was throwing a big fit while we were washing it to get it, and we can't really reward that behavior. So, so I think that maybe what you need to do is send her to a room for a little bit. If she still can't calm down, put her to bed early. 
Yeah, that's it. That's Maybe it. tomorrow will be better. You're gonna. He, he like he was in a great mood today. I'll say oh, that. Yeah. And and uh and so, but I, I will say I don't think it's too much to ask. Like, that's just basic, basic human decency to take care of other people's stuff when it's not your own. And so I don't think that's that's too much to ask at all to not spill stuff or to clean up after yourself at least. Yeah. Um, absolutely. That that's um. You could put this on am I the a hole uh, the Reddit. <laughs> the Reddit uh, <laughs> yeah. Right. Thread there because those are great. Oh gosh. Yeah. It's like I I I, I don't know uh, the, the people that have the tantrums anymore. I think they're growing up to adults that have tantrums. Oh yeah, look, I I've never I've had breakups before. They're never fun, but grow grow up <laughs> just yeah, a little yeah, really. bit. Oh my goodness! Yeah, absolutely, grow up. Well, are are you grown up enough to engage in some insane games? I sure hope so. You've had you've had a week to kind of you know have a, a rest up and, and and you know and be ready to 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 go at it again. So uh, you're asking if I'm grown up enough to play uh, to go into strip club or daycare. Yeah, yeah, you could. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, uh, we can just go right into this thing here and and let's just see how 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 prepared that you are. In fact, I I had a story uh, this week. Um, on an actual church who actually moved into a former strip club. So that, I, I remember seeing that. Yeah. 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 They did. Rather than starting a church daycare, they just moved into a strip club. So there you go. So, all right. Cue <laughs> the singer. You know, everybody has a little stupidity in their world, and frankly, I would like to hear about it, okay? If you've maybe got a great stupid story from your stupid world, maybe you just want to respond to one of mine. I'd like to hear about it. Let me hear from you. You can contact me easily just by email at shoutout at insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E, or if you got a question or a comment about something that you've heard on the podcast or something that Pancho Guerro has said on the podcast, or maybe you just want to tell me of some firsthand experience of some stupidity you've encountered, well, let me know. I want to hear from you. I might uh, even use your comments on an upcoming episode. So record a message for me at podcast.insaneericlane.com and uh, give me your feedback, okay? Um, and by the way, if you haven't done so already, and I just can't imagine why you haven't already, follow me on social media. You can look me up on Facebook or Twitter by searching out the handle Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. You can really get up close and personal by interacting with the podcast and get the real-time updates and a little of the uh, articles from the stupid stories that you hear when you join Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World Telegram channel. I'll be posting links to the stories that I read here on the episodes. You're able to read the actual articles, see the pictures, look at the videos, make comments about what you have actually seen or read or even heard about, and even share some of your own stupid stories with um, everybody in the community. 
Visit t.me slash insane Eric Lane. That's t.me slash insane E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. And you get a preview of the channel, and there's also an opportunity to just download the, the Telegram Messenger right there from the preview channel right to your device, desktop or mobile, for Windows, Linux, Android, or Apple. And also, you can interact with me as well on social media. Follow me at insane E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E on Facebook or Twitter, or visit the website at insaneericlane.com. <laughs> so now, so I guess we should go right into strip club or daycare as our first as our first game. Why don't we? Huh? All right. Well, I've got um, a couple of some businesses here, and you tell me, based upon the name, what you think it might be, either a strip club or a daycare. So our first business is called, are you ready for this? The Playground Lounge in Great Falls, Montana. The Playground Lounge. You know, so one word makes me think of a, of a daycare, and then the other word makes me think of a strip club. So this is tough. <laughs> um, the Playground Lounge. I don't really know a lot of kids who go to a a lounge sounds like the opposite of what kids want to do you know um like my my kid will will not sit still for anything uh trying to potty train him and stuff if we could get him to sit down on that little you know potty like the training toilet for even just a minute that's basically a miracle so i think it's gonna be a strip club you think it's a strip club huh Yep, you started off on the right foot. It is indeed That's a it. There it is. Oh, yeah. All right, so we're off on a roll. So let's try this business in Glen Ellen, Illinois, called Uncle Polly's. Uncle Polly's. Oh, oh man. Oh. <laughs> I don't know what I feel about dropping my kids off with a, with any any kind of uncle. Usually. Yeah. It, it, when it, especially when it's not like your own uncle or yeah. or family, you know, you think, oh, we're gonna go, or even uncle. your in, even your insane uncle. Oh, definitely not. No, <laughs> definitely not for that. So, um, Uncle Polly's. Yeah, I'm gonna say it is a strip club. You probably have a good instinct. It is indeed yeah. a strip club. Yeah. Very good. All right, this one may be pretty obvious. You would think, anyway. Uh, it's called Noah's Ark in Lincoln, Nebraska. Noah's Ark. Um, <laughs> well, I, I I don't unless this is a strip club for people who are into bestiality. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think that this is going to be um, a a daycare for sure. Uh, yeah, 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 I would hope that it would be. Anyway, yes, um, it's a daycare indeed. Well, here's one that I'm not sure where, what direction this is going. It's called Golden Rule in St. Amant, Louisiana. The Golden Rule. Well, I mean, the Golden Rule is to treat others the way that you want to be treated, right? Or the way you yeah, treat yourself. And, uh, and and with that, that's where I could see, like, I, I would hear that all the time when I was a kid in, like, middle school. But then I also think the kind of people that would visit strip clubs 
probably do treat the strippers the way that they treat themselves or would like to be treated themselves. So Possibly, uh, yeah. I, I am going to lean in on this being a daycare, though. Yeah, it's uh, definitely yeah. a safe thing to go by. Yes, a daycare, indeed. It then again, I could have been mistaken. The golden rule could have been that it's not gay if it's in a three-way. I, I, yeah. I, I could be mixing up everything here. <laughs> That's true. All right. <laughs> Well, here's one that's got me puzzled, but uh, maybe you can make something out of it. Uh, it's in Albuquerque, New Mexico. It's called The Library. The Library. Um, well, you're either going to have the Desi Doomy, um, what is it, uh, system, you know, for filing your strippers. The Dewey, uh, Dewey Decimal System, yeah. The Dewey, the Dewey Decimal System. That's it. I man, <laughs> I'm getting all mixed up. Uh, but you know, the library. Well, the library is a place where you have to be quiet, right? You go shh, quiet. It's the library. Yeah. I uh, look. All right, I'm leaning. I, I was going to go daycare, but I'm leaning more towards someone has cat like cataloged all of their strippers, and you could <laughs> go there to, to to check out a nice book to read if you I catch think. my drift i think it's yeah. a strip club it's interesting that you all the the various um processes that you go through to arrive at your conclusion but it was absolutely correct so you do me decimal system yeah. uh, you know that, that <laughs> it's very uh like you know i could go out and tell my wife i'm going to go to the library and she wouldn't yeah. think anything of it and i wouldn't, wouldn't be lying to her so you know yes and they, i got a really thick novel i want to read so. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> well, so you you scored all five on that one, so that was really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. So, uh, what do you feel? I, like I've got a, I've got a hard cover to to give. Uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> there oh, you man. go. Yeah. So, so what do you feel lucky for this to, on the next one? What do you think you want to do? <laughs> oh my goodness! You know what? Like, let's go ahead and, and, and jump into. Um, Steakhouse or gay bar? Steakhouse or gay bar. Yeah. All right. So I got some businesses here. Do you tell me if it's a steakhouse or gay bar? Your first business, it's called Owls on 7th in Birmingham, Alabama. Owls on 7th. Owls on 7th. That's what it is. Owls on 7th. Owls on 7th. I'm, I'm going to say it's a steakhouse. Turns out... <laughs> It's a gay bar. Is it really? I yes. I don't even know what to make out of the name. Yeah, I don't either. It just it's it has and, no no meaning to me at all. Well, maybe in Alabama too, man. That's yeah, yeah. Well, maybe maybe this might uh, yank some uh, yank uh, yank something loose. Uh, this, this is in Houston, Texas. It's called Ripcord. Ripcord. Oh my goodness. That. <laughs> The the in the context of this game, the image that that put in my mind is not pleasant. <laughs> <laughs> ripcord. I, I'm gonna go steakhouse for ripcord. Yeah, you pull the ripcord here. So a gay bar. It is. <laughs> I I didn't. I, I think this. I didn't want it to be true, and um, yeah. that probably influenced my my yeah, decision. That's, right. that's one ripcord you're gonna probably be careful with. I'm afraid. All right, here's one in Albuquerque, New Mexico. It is called the Ranchers Club. The Ranchers Club. Well, okay, this sounds like a good place to get a steak. So I, I, I'm I'm confident on this one. Steakhouse. Yeah, yeah, it does yeah. sound pretty, but pretty much like yeah. So you you got yourself a steakhouse on that one. That's for sure. All right, and I like this one. 
This business is called Buddy's Corral in Des Moines, Iowa. Oh gosh, Des Moines, Iowa. All right, this is tough because we're talking Iowa, but it's Des Moines. It's the it's one of their bigger cities. And yeah. anytime, anytime you have, you know, I guess it's not a saloon, so it's got that going for it. <laughs> yeah, right. The corral. I don't know what to make out of it. I, I'm going to lean in on steakhouse, so. It turns out a gay bar. I <laughs> going to corral it. them doggies right on oh, in there. I knew it. Yep, yep. All right. Well, how about this one in Ashland, Nebraska? It's called Round the Bend. <laughs> Round the Bend. Unless you're talking about, an, you know, a, a gay bar for older gentlemen with. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. What, what is, I'm, I'm losing the, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. I'm, I'm losing the name of what that's called when things uh, kind of yeah. veer off to the side. Yeah. They're going oh off the rails. Yeah, that's, I, I think this is going to be a steakhouse, though. Yeah. It's a steakhouse, indeed. There we go. All right. You got like two out of five on that <laughs> one. But, <laughs> but let's see how well you do on another one. What else do you feel? brave enough to try let's jump let's jump into the uh uh golf course of rehab here oh yes this is the one that you really have to to concentrate on all right i got some businesses you tell me if it's a golf course or a rehab this one the business is called valley hope in overland park kansas valley hope well i mean that sounds like a good name for a rehab right i would think so now, in fact, it is a good name for a rehab, I would say. All right. So your next business in Wellsburg, West Virginia, called Highland Springs. Highland Springs. I am going to think that that is a golf course. Oh, yes. Hey, you're yeah. starting out good on that one. That's great. Two in a row. Very good. Peroni's right. disease. That's yes, what it is. That's right. That's <laughs> it. That's it. Okay. We've got one here uh, called Twin Lake in Clifton, Virginia. Twin Lake, uh, Virginia. I, yeah, I'm going to say that's another um, golf course. Another golf course? Yes, it certainly is. They're going three for three so far, so very good. Now, let's go to Bayfield, Wisconsin for Apostle Heights. Oh, I'm sorry, Apostle Highlands. Apostle Highlands. I think that this is going to be a rehab. Ooh, it is a golf course. Believe is it not. really? Interesting it, name for a golf it, course. It is. I can't imagine it. Yeah. So, well, how about this one? And this was in where we were this last week in Portland, Maine. It's called Pine Tree. Pine Tree. Well, I, I'm going to say this is another rehab here. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Man. Very good. So, not bad. I thought Four I was going to go all the way for, for that one for the first time probably ever. Yeah. So you did uh, did very well. Let's see if you're just as equally successful with a porn star or weatherman. See, we've got some Interesting names for this uh, list of entertainers. And uh, you tell me whether these uh, people are either a porn star or a weatherman. Your first name, Xavier Corvus. <laughs> Xavier <laughs> Corvus. This yeah. sounds like a fake name. I don't know. It, <laughs> Xavier Corvus. I, oh, man. Okay. Uh, weathermen sometimes have very unique and interesting names. I'm going to say it's a weatherman. <laughs> It's a porn star. <laughs> I don't know. Just seems like the word Corvus just sounds vulgar. You know? Yeah, I guess I, I should have went with my gut on that one. Yeah, Seriously. yeah, really. Yeah. Well, how about this one? Sophie Anderson. Sophie Anderson. Um, I think it might be a weather woman. 
It's a porn star. Oh my gosh. A porn star named Sophie. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't I haven't seen many weather women named Sophie. That's it. <clears throat> so well, how about this one? Uh, Robin Reed. Robin Reed. Okay, this is like that Clark Kent kind of thing going on. I think it's a yeah. weatherman. It is a weatherman <clears throat> at WDBJ Roanoke, Virginia. Very good. And your next one is Wes Hohenstein. Wes Pornstein? Pornstein? <laughs> Wes Hohenstein. Hohenstein. Um, <laughs> I think that, uh, oh gosh, Wes. I'm going to say porn star. It is actually a weatherman. <laughs> oh my gosh. That, this thing reminds me of the guy who was the big popular newscaster for WKBW in Buffalo, New York. But I think his, his last name was Bernstein or some name like that, too. It was, it, that's the first thing I thought about. I was like, this guy, Wes Hoenstein, is a perfect weatherman name. He's probably 60 years old and still doing the weather. So. <laughs> All right. How about this one? Katrina Voss. Katrina Voss. Um, I think that, okay, I think Voss especially. I think it sounds like a porn star. It's a weather woman at the Weather Channel Latin America. <laughs> what world am I living in where I do better on golf course or rehab than yes. both porn star weatherman and yes. steakhouse or gay bar? Yes, isn't that amazing? I'm telling you, you well, by the way, the, the guy's name I'm thinking about in the Buffalo TV is Irv Weinstein. That's the guy's name. Irv Weinstein. Herb. That's, yeah, that's an old name there. Yeah. So, so you don't see any herbs anymore. <laughs> I guess Irv Weinstein and Wes Hohenstein can go together and, you know, uh, have a, a great team there. You know, that sounds like anyway. Well, here's something I know that you're probably going to do very well on with our fake news or Florida. So we've got some great headlines. You tell me if it is fake news or Florida. And we've got one here that's an interesting story about a Miami Gardens woman who was arrested after she filled her daughter's baby bottle with vodka and snuck it into a courthouse for a hearing. Oh, my goodness. Um, okay. Baby bottle with vodka to bring into a courthouse for a hearing. Um, where was this? In Miami Gardens. Miami Gardens. Oh, man, that's tough. Okay. I think that the story sounds a little crazy and you've got some keynotes like Miami and um, I don't know. I, I think this might be fake news. Go on with your gut on that one, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's fake news. <laughs> yeah. good. Although there will be a story in the next week's uh, podcast of um, a, a six-year-old who is uh, constantly given um, a Smirnoff ice to drink. <laughs> so, <laughs> so and and the cops weren't were not happy about that. So that that's a great story. You can't I can't wait to read. Anyway, <laughs> your your next headline: A Vero Beach man accused of having cocaine in his hat told investigators he did not know the drug were there. <laughs> this is more the regular Florida speed here. This is garden variety right now. <laughs> the garden, the garden, Florida variety story. Yes, it is one hundred percent true, Florida, right there. <laughs> so, all right, their next headline: A Palm Beach County man was charged with animal cruelty after he was caught blowing marijuana smoke into the iguanas' faces in an attempt to get them high. <laughs> oh my goodness! Um, I mean, that sounds like something that someone would try to do. If they were high, yeah. but 
any anytime there's a story where we got like animals getting high, that is usually, I think, a sign of a fake news story. I'm gonna say fake news. Yes, <laughs> fake news. It is yeah. <laughs> very good. Although it would be interesting to see an iguana that would be high. It would be kind of interesting. So yeah, you know. I, I mean, well, like, they already they kind of look high because they move they real slow. Their yeah. eyes don't know what to focus on. That's right. That's moving a, different that's directions. That's a good point. Yeah. Well, here's one uh, with uh, yet another um, Vero Beach man who was arrested after he threatened to rob a McDonald's because he had to pay for extra dipping sauce. <laughs> yeah, that's Florida. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. 100% Florida. There you go. Vero Beach must have some really good good ones this week. So. <laughs> and lastly, no, no a Yes, a, 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 our last one here is a Pinellas Park McDonald's worker on probation for cocaine possession was arrested for dousing a customer with a large soft drink during a dispute at the drive through window. Yeah, yeah, I'll say this is Florida. This sounds just like it. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. No yeah. Yes. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, we got all five out of five on that Dude. one. So oh, I had to... Had to average it out to some kind of score after those those uh, couple games that I did oh, wow. bombed. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I got to admit that some of the names for porn star weatherman definitely were, were unique. That's that's for sure. They, so. that, was, that was good. That was a good one. Yeah, absolutely. So, but, uh, <laughs> hey, well, I'm glad to be back from vacation. And I'm going to, next time I'm down in Jacksonville, I'm gonna, you're going to take me to that uh, exotic ant, the meat. Oh, oh absolutely. It, it, it's on the dock. And so you're kind of on the water. Um, yeah. and, and they've got taxidermied animals everywhere. Oh and and you're not just saying like, oh, there's a bear or a deer. You're like, nope, you've got a jaguar. You've got <laughs> like, I, I don't know, like exotic birds, monkeys, yeah. I mean, rhinos. I, I've, I've like, I mean, every, every kind of like exotic animal you can think. They've got yeah, all I've, around the store and the ceilings. Well, and I've, I've, had, I've had ostrich meat, so that's actually pretty good. It, actually it is. Really it good. is. Yeah. But but I you know I would I would actually be interested in going and having a camel burger or something like that. Camel burger, I, I will say my favorite thing there. Um, snake is a better appetizer. Very very yeah. bony. Not not a lot yeah. of meat on there, but it's it's good. Kind of tastes like yeah. chicken and yeah. um, turtle. Not a big fan oh. of turtle. It, it tastes like pond. If oh, you can imagine really? that. It, oh, it tastes like pond. And. Yeah. Um, and then when you've got like rabbit, rabbit doesn't have a lot of fat on it. It was very lean. Um, yeah. It took a long time for them to cook because of that. But it was good. It was very, yeah. very good. But my, my yeah. favorite is when you can get a little gaminess to it. And that's why True. I think the best thing I've had there was kangaroo. Really? Uh, they're, they're, oh, there's something about it. It was really good. And I love the antelope nuggets. That oh. Is, it's, oh, it's the perfect kind of like gamey meat. You know, there's good gaming <laughs> and there's bad gaming. That was yeah. good gaming. Oh, now, good. I know that, that we, we went to a restaurant up in northwest Pennsylvania. They were offering turtle soup, and we turned it down. So Yeah, you're, I mean, like, take it, you know, if you've never tried turtle, just to say that you have. Yeah. But if you're going to have to pay a pretty penny for it, like, don't expect to fill up on the turtle soup because you're not really going <laughs> to want to finish it, probably, unless you, you're better off just going down to your local uh, watering hole, I guess, and just... Yeah. Grabbing yeah. a, a cup and just filling up right there. Yeah, there you go. All right. Well, uh, I, I'll, I'll consider that the next time yeah. I decide I'm offered a bowl of turtle uh, don't, soup. Don't drink the turtle soup. It's reclaimed. 
If you think I have written all the stuff that goes into this podcast, you're giving me way too much credit. No, I have to give credit to a talented bank of writers that I rely on for most of this stupidity. I haven't got enough hours of the day to go scoping out all the stupidity that's out there, so I have to give props to Mr. Laugh's Comedy and Ad Large Media, Premier Prep, Wise Brother Media, the Universal Comedy Network, and Pulse of Radio at the United Stations Radio Network. Thanks for sticking it out through my stupid world. And if you're feeling a bit crazy, I hope you'll follow me on Facebook or Twitter at Insane Eric Lane and visit InsaneEricLane.com. And if you're feeling a bit insane and want to make your own podcast, you can do it with Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast ever. The only platform where you can publish to major podcast outlets like Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music with a single tap of a button on your phone. Whether you're capturing your own voice, taking call-ins from listeners, conducting remote interviews with anyone, or broadcasting full-length songs from Apple Music or Spotify. Available today for iOS and Android, and it's 100% free, entirely mobile, and so easy to use that literally anyone can make a podcast, even me. Find out more at anchor.fm.